Welcome or welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. Our topics for this episode are an in-depth analysis of our Super Bowl 55 predictions, UNC versus Duke, and Trevor Bauer signing with the LA Dodgers. But first, we provide an in-depth analysis for our Super Bowl 55 predictions. And let us know what you guys think in the comment section of YouTube or the review section of Apple Podcasts. Okay, so I'm going to go with my prediction that I did in Season 2, Episode 2, which is when we actually first ever um, said what we think for the playoffs. And um, that was before the playoffs had had even started. And I predicted Chiefs versus Bucks. So I'm going to stick with that because it's been working out pretty well for me already. So I said that it would be the Chiefs, and I said the score would be 42-38. to Now the reason I say this is because the Chiefs are just lethal. I mean, Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson may or may not be out of the game, but they also still have Byron Pringle, um, Travis Kelsey, obviously, and then Patrick Mahomes and Clyde, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's just so much. And as a result, they are the top offense in the league, and they will be for many years to come. Now, Tom Brady is also a great player, and he, he is the GOAT. And he went to probably the greatest offense without any QB, the greatest or second greatest offense there is in the league. He went to the Bucks, who had, um, and he got Gronk back. He has many good tight ends, and he even has, um, he even has, um, Chris Godwin, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Mike Evans, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. And, and they it, didn't make the Pro Bowl this year. Well, not this year because in order to be a good team and to make the playoffs and. Um, to be successful, you're not going to be able to only feed one, one person, and that's what they had to sacrifice. They had to sacrifice the Pro Bowl to make it to the Super Bowl, which sounds pretty good to me. Okay, and they also drafted Scotty Miller, who turns out that he's probably going to be a boom. I'm pretty sure they drafted him in like the sixth round, so that's definitely a great pick by them. So moving on, I said them, but I also think that um the Bucks are going to do very good almost as good as the Chiefs that's why I said 42 38 I think it's going to be a very high scoring game but the Chiefs are barely going to outlast the Bucks because their defense is going to hold up a little bit more than the Bucks defense will but I do think the Bucks defense overall it's really hard to tell which defense is better but I, I don't believe either defense is going to play good now there is the chance that both de- defenses play extremely well and this will be like the Rams uh, Patriots game where both defenses play extremely well and and at, then it's a very low scoring game but if it goes the way I think it will I don't believe that will happen so I also agree I think that the Chiefs end up winning the Super Bowl and I think the score, which we said in our last episode too, which includes our interview with Anson Dorrance. If you haven't checked that out, it's a great interview. Um, but I predicted the score to be 31-24 Chiefs. And I the Bucks with 24. And I think that this will be a close-scoring game. And I the reason I give the edge to the Chiefs is because I see Tom Brady trying to force the ball downfield one too many times and forcing and getting the Chiefs forcing a turnover. Now, really? yes, and then not only that, but then also when you have when when the Chiefs defense had the ability to study film for only one week and completely shut down Stephon Diggs, that's just impossibly great. 
And when you have that, and now you have two weeks to shut down three receivers, which sounds like a the, almost the same ratio to me. You get two weeks for one receiver, and I mean one week for one for one and a half receivers essentially, because Cole Beasley is pretty good too. And then two weeks for a for three for two really good receivers and one okay receiver. So I think the Chiefs will have a game plan ready, and they'll be able to to stop the three wide receivers, and then their defense, like I was touching on before. Wait, since Defense? we're on this topic, I just want to interrupt you for a second. Um, at the beginning of the season, you said that the Chiefs, their first game, they would lose to the Titans. But now you're saying they Wait, played... Wait, for what? They, for what? In our first predictions, you said that they would lose to the Titans. But now you're saying that they're, they're going to play very good and they're going to win the Super Bowl? Okay, well, did you see the Chiefs defense doing good in the regular season? No, they didn't. They did you bad. see exactly? But I did, did you predict did them? You so see, you, I know, I know. But did you see them? Did you see them playing super well against the top five wide receiver in the league this year? Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Exactly. So then, why can't they shut down? Why can't they but shut down Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? That I get that. That's what I'm saying. Because we're oh, the reason I picked the Titans is because that was a passing. That was a run team. This is a pass team. That's why all the pass teams I've said the Chiefs. But the running teams the Chiefs have trouble with. And like I said before, they need to figure out, the Buccaneers need to figure out who their running back is. They have two okay running backs with the alternate in between. But they need to have one good running back and a third down running back as a pass catching running back. Like a sort of James White type of player. And they don't have that. They just have two running backs and they split carries. Which will affect the chemistry in the running back locker room, I think. So... That's why I'm choosing the Chiefs, and I think the Bucks' defense just doesn't have enough to stop. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire not being talked about close to near enough. I think we'll have a huge impact in this game. I think they ride the ride the run because Alvin Kamara and Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones were able to do pretty to very good things against this defense. So I get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire isn't that caliber, but he has the potential to become that caliber. And when you have a rookie running back who's played uh, almost as as a top 10 running back, top 15 running back in the NFL, I think he'll be the game changer. They, they'll they obviously plan for Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. But no one, I've, I have, I've heard little to no talk. Or tell me if this is true or not. I've heard little to no talk about Tyreek Hill, I mean about Clyde edwards I believe that's true, but that also includes me because I don't believe he's going to have as good of a game as the Bucks, And we mentioned that in our last episode. If you want to hear more in-depth and more, um, really, analysis, you can also listen to that episode. Yep. But, so, I'm going to go over my predi- prediction again. My prediction is 31-24 Chiefs. And, uh, Arsh, what's your prediction? My prediction, and I'm sticking with it that I made at the beginning of the playoffs, is 42-38. Now we're going to talk about the legendary, at least we believe, UNC-Duke game that's about to go down. So, this matchup is on February 6th, and uh, like I said, it's between UNC and Duke. And the rivalry, I think, is not that deep this year. Duke 5-4, and UNC 6-4, and and the whole ACC is not good at all, except for Virginia, who's doing pretty good. But that's because they're facing horrible ACC opponents. But... 
going back to the UNC Duke game, Duke has not had very many good recruits this year. And the same goes for UNC. They're rolling with a lot of their team from last year. And Matthew Hurt was really having some great games at the beginning of the season. And I think Duke was 5-2 and two at one point, which is not bad. But it's not their usual standards. And they're just not good this year. Last year, too, their only good recruit was Vernon Carey. And he, obviously, he didn't pan out. So, and UNC, Armani Baker is... I, I would say he's almost carrying the team. He's doing he's doing wonders for th this team, and they are ahead of Duke. And I'm going to give this game to UNC. I think they, Roy Williams has a better coaching style of coaching not good teams than Coach K. Like, Coach K is, is if you haven't listened to our John Wood and Coach K segment a uh, couple, or in season one, our, one of our first episodes, it's a great discussion. But... Um, going back to this game again, um, I think Roy Williams has a more, Duke, Coach K has a more winning culture, but I think Roy Williams has the ability to take a not that good team and win a game against a great rival like Duke. So I think this will be a pretty low scoring game. I'm not going to give my score prediction like I did for the Super Bowl because it's basketball, but I do think I'm going to give this edge to UNC and Coach K. He's had a pretty frustrating year. No good recruits. But I think UNC and Duke will I have... I say no good recruits. I mean, yes, but they've had very, very few good recruits this year and last year, too. Besides Vernon Carey, which I said. So, I'm going to give the edge to UNC. But it's always a toss-up between these two teams. Even if one is really good and one is really bad. In this case, both are really bad. But, again, I give it to UNC and I see them winning this game. Okay, so... I am not going to give it to either team because this year, like you I don't think they've been bad or really bad like you were saying. I just don't think they've been great or what they've usually been. So because of that reason, I'm going to have to, I, I don't know who to pick um, because uh, it's been a really hard year for both. But really both have pulled off upsets and both have lost games that people expected that they would win. So I don't know who to pick. I'm probably going to go with Duke because you went for, for UNC, and I just believe that Jalen Johnson and Matthew Hart are going to have great games. But this is a tough one because of those upsets and those games where people thought they would win and they didn't, those type of games. So um, I think that it's been a hard year for both teams. It's not what they would like, but it hasn't been a horrible year. They both teams are have a respectable rec record, and um, I agree with you. Roy Williams knows how to coach with a with a less with an average recruiting class. He knows how to coach better than Coach K has, and the only reason of that is because Coach K is so used to amazing recruits every single year, and that's props to him. Nothing goes against him, but that's because of his reputation and how good he's been. So I'm gonna go with Duke. I just think that Jalen Johnson and Matthew Hurt are going to have great games, but maybe UNC is going to have a better one. This one isn't really like the Super Bowl where I'm pretty sure that I know who's going to win. This one is pretty hard, but I'm going to have to go with Duke. Yeah, I like you said, you covered pretty much everything. But again, I think UNC has got this game. And um, you were saying Jalen Johnson and Matthew Hurt having good games. You are saying that they're going to have a good game this game against UNC? Is that yeah. I th I think that is completely not true. I think Matthew Hart 
and Jalen Johnson will have okay games, but I don't see any of them going in the first round of the NBA draft, and they don't have that kind of talent. Well, I never said that. I know, I'm just saying. But that actually, actually, that might happen. Um, we saw, we saw, um, Cam Jordan. I mean, yeah, Cam. I mean, Cam Jordan's not bad. I'm, um, sorry, not Cam Jordan. Cameron Johnson. We saw him go in the, um, we saw him go in the first round, and now it turns out that that was a steal. So, exactly, I, yeah. I never said that they'd go in the first round. That's still a toss-up. But what I'm saying is I believe they're going to have a good game against UNC. Whether they've been succeeding this whole year or not, I still believe against UNC they're going to have a good game. I agree with that, but I, again, I think UNC wins it. And what other, you were saying that, again, Jalen Johnson and Matthew would have a good game, but what else will really put UNC over the edge? I don't really, I mean, Duke over the edge. I don't really see anything else that would make Duke have a reason for winning this game. Sometimes all it takes is one or two players, and that's what I believe is going to happen this game. It's only going to take one or two players for them to play extremely well, or at least well enough to beat UNC. And those two players, or those one, that one player, is going to be either Matthew Hurt or Jalen Johnson, or maybe even both. Now we're going to talk about Trevor Bauer signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers in MLB free agency on a three-year, $102 million mega deal. Yeah, so this is just a crazy deal, but I actually thought he'd go to the Mets. Wait, you thought, wait, how do you think he would go to the Mets if they have, they just signed Francisco and to big money. How would they have the money to pay Trevor Bauer? Well, they actually, first of all, there's no salary cap in baseball. Yeah, I know that, but still. So they so they would be able to sign him because of that, and with all the money that they get from people wanting to see Trevor Bauer, they would actually make money. But um, what I also think is that um, they it's not Trevor Bauer's problem. I believe he should have signed with the Mets first of all. That um, Francisco Lindor actually makes them an appealing team. They also have many other stars, including Pete Alonso, a young promising star, and um. Also with that, they also have great players all around, and they gave him the most record-setting deal. Now, I don't know if this deal is worth more than the ones the Mets offered him, but at the time, the Mets were way more appealing, and he was also saying to the media that he really respects the Mets. He'd love to play there, and the Mets also said, the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, also said he loves Trevor Bauer. He'd love to have him on his team. So it just looked like they'd be able to play with each other. But in the end, I believe he wanted um, a title, not money. And that's what he did. He's going for the title. Now, the Dodgers recently won the World Series. They're going. They're still going to be a great team. And they have the number one free agent prospect, according to MLB.com. Wait, which? Trevor Bauer? Yes, Trevor Bauer. They have the number one prospect, just won the World Series, and I think are going to be a great team. They didn't lose any key parts from the World Series win. So I believe they're going to be a great World Series contender. And are you still sticking to the thing where you think the Blue Jays will be the most, they'll get the most wins in the MLB? Because this looks like a pretty good team to do it. Yes, I'm still sticking to that. Um, and uh, because I think George Springer was the number one acquisition in the um, in the, uh, the MLB free agency, not to mention DJ Lemayo. I think both of them are definitely more important than Trevor Bauer, unless you're in dire need of pitching, which the which the um, the Dodgers weren't really. They have Clayton Kershaw and um, May, so I they weren't in dire need. But I think 
this is a mega deal, and you said that George, or not George Springer, Trevor Bauer didn't went to the Dodgers for title, not money, which may be true, but he still got paid. The, he's projected the top earner in 2021 and 2022, according to his deal logistics. So that means that he's going to be paid the most in the MLB as a pitcher for $40 million. Oh, yeah, pitchers always I know, I know, but $40 million this year and $45 million the next year. So that's just astounding. And it's almost Patrick Mahomes' numbers now that you think of it. Exactly, and you said he just went for a title. So, because I believe that the Mets, I mean, the um, Dodgers have a better shot at the exactly, title. Exactly, exactly. But then you said the Mets deal was more appealing at the time. And that may be true. But then why would he sign for, for on a team that had a Los Angeles, that on a but team. you literally just said that may I be know, true. I know, that's what I'm saying. They, the Mets, you said the Mets offered him more money. Our deal was more appealing to him and he wanted to go to the Mets. Then why would he sign a max deal, not a max deal, but a deal which makes him the highest paid player in the MLB along with a title contender then? Why would he want to go to the Mets? Because at the time, the Mets, he was literally saying that he loved to play for the Mets, that they're a great organization, and that he thought it would work out. And the Mets owner said the same thing. So honestly, I'm not saying that he should or should not have. I believe that this Dodgers choice was the right choice for him or whatever he thinks is right because as athletes in this day and age, they get to choose what they want. But what I am saying is that that deal looked pretty good to me. And I don't know about him, but it really sounded like it looked good to him too. Okay, now I'm going to talk about the deal and what I think for Trevor Bauer. I think this is a great deal, number one, for Trevor Bauer. He's getting paid almost Patrick Mahomes' money, which is astounding for... He's not even... If you compare him in baseball and Patrick Mahomes in football, it's not even close who's better. And you can probably guess who it is, the one in the Super Bowl this year. But I still think he deserved... He deserved... I don't, a, I don't believe that's a fair comparison. Exactly, because Patrick Mahomes is so much better in his sport than because Bauer is in his sport. It's, def it's way different when there's so many pitchers on a team and there's just one starting quarterback. So I don't okay. think you can okay. compare those. Okay, teams. but let me talk about the game now. I mean, not the game. Let me talk about the deal. So I think this will make the Dodgers the second winning, the team with the second most wins this year. I still think it'll be the Blue Jays number one after acquiring George Springer, who I think should be, as I said, the number one, who should have been the number one acquisition in the MLB this year. But again, this Bauer will greatly improve this team. They have May, like I mentioned, a young pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, who can be a great mentor to May, who can turn him into a great pitcher, not to mention a Cy Young winning pitcher in the National League. Nationally, nonetheless. On the Reds, that plays so many tough teams. I would say harder than the AO. So, I think this is a great fit for Bauer, but I just think he's a number one pitcher. And right now, he's not in a scheme with... A, he, he might be the number one pitcher, but he's not the firm number one pitcher, Arsh. If you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, they have Clayton Kershaw and May. Like, it's not like he's the firm number one. They can alternate whoever they think is the number one. I don't believe that. I think he's the firm number one. Okay. Or maybe Kershaw, but not May. Yeah, I think I think May can be good, though. But anyway, again, this deal, great for Trevor Bauer, great for the Dodgers, even though they had to pay him so much. And now they just need to get pieces around him. They already won the World Series. I think maybe working on their outfield a little bit would help them, would benefit them. But otherwise, and again, like Arsh mentioned, prospects, getting prospects. But 
all in all, this is a great deal for everyone involved. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and that subscribe button, and make sure to turn post notifications on so you're always notified when we drop a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review. We check those daily, and we will make sure to feature your comment in the next episode. Until next time, we're the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. Thank you.